Bring out the welders. I got some mate. I got some mates that can weld. We'll go around in a fucking pickup. We'll go around in a Ute Aussie style and just weld everyone's doors shut. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com/weightloss. That's PlushCare.com/weightloss. PlushCare.com/weightloss. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin. Sapnin. You are listening to episode 117 of Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and my good friend Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and it's another day of good intent and itchy fingers about this week's episode. Yes, in case you haven't guessed, or you can't read, or... um, (laughs) You didn't get Morgan's punnage there. This week's guests are Luke, Jake, and Lewis from the ever fantastic Press to Miko. Yes, and not only that, Sean, but it's a worldwide exclusive. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Literally. But no, thanks to our good friends at Marshall Records, we've been given the bona fide premiere to bring you the first look conversation and insight into this new era of Prestamico, which is pretty much a big scoop. They've been teasing things for a while, so take that every other media outlet ever. Yes, we got them. Yeah, take that, take that Sky News. They must be shitting themselves. Imagine being Sky now, or like MTV, or Kerrang TV, or any or anybody like that. Imagine being BBC Radio One now. They must be shitting themselves. Well, fair enough. Or- I, I think that's just a testament to how professional and cool Sapnin Podcast has become. And by me saying we're cool, we're now uncool. So I'm very sorry about that, Sean. It's all right. Which, by you saying we're cool, has made us uncool. But being uncool is really cool. It's a vicious so cycle. We, you can never really tell. Sometimes you're like, am I cool? And when you're thinking that, you are cool. And then sometimes you'd be like, wow, I look cool today. And guess what? You don't look cool. So not you, all of us. Um, yeah, I wasn't, I'm not just bullying you. Morgan, sometimes you think you look great and you look dreadful. Yeah. You're a good... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you very much to the Prestamico camp, Prestamico uh, machine, a former guest of the podcast, Machine. He produced the Prestamico record, and um, he is also a fantastic human who we spoke to a couple of episodes ago. So if this interests you whatsoever and you're big into the Prestamico, go back and listen to our episode with Machine where he talks about the boys. 
everybody involved with this record seems to be absolutely fucking lovely yes really they really really are and they sent us an early copy we're one of the first people to listen <laughs> to the new record months before it's going to be released and what we can say so far is it's very very good but um there's a lot to dissect on this episode prestamico are if you're not aware prestamico are an alternative three piece from crawley slash croydon in the uk apparently don't quote me on that it's on their twitter but this is a new start for them today february the 19th marks the release of their new single another day and they've announced that their third full-length studio record transmute will be released on june the 11th through marshall records it's the debut release with a new recruit and not so mystery bassist jake crawford joining the ranks and this is actually his first interview with the band as well so we're getting all the first all the exclusives and some very nice bonuses for you to dive into we've done quite well i think Mm. we've done well with this we have we have and we get into everything from the struggles getting to this point writing and recording these tracks in a castle of all places as sean said their good relationship with the wonderful producer machine luke's twitch utter chaos brilliant insights and we even drop a little surprise for them Yes, yes we do. Um, a castle, like they recorded in a castle. That, uh, for any American listeners, right, that's a massive, huge building made out of stone. I know you haven't got them over there, apart from that pink one made out of plastic in that Disneyland or Disney World or whatever it is. But um, yeah, imagine recording in a castle. It's mad. I think the only ca- I'd, I'd love a go. The only other castles I can think of of America is White Castle, the, the fast food fast fruit it's not fast fruit i can tell you that fast fast, fr- fast fruit <gasps> have you just invite have you just invented a new genre of food how do we get on that fast fruit it's, it's like it's like a healthy apples like is that healthy though well no but it's got it's got to be in between them it? so it's got to be half fast foods so it's got to be half bad for you and half fruit which is good for you isn't it so fast fruit it's there gonna be are. deep fried apples deep fried bananas <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we've I can't believe we've got on, got into this. Um but yeah, anyway, thanks to the guys. Um if you enjoy this episode, please think about checking out all the other episodes. There's at least 116 to choose from. And I promise you we've talked to somebody else you like musically. If not, we haven't talked to somebody you like musically, but we have got some amazing, interesting stories of people that you won't believe. So yeah, check out all the other episodes. Um If you've got any suggestions for guests, episodes, topics you'd like us to talk about, get in touch on Twitter and Instagram at Sappeninpod. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. And if you've enjoyed this episode, and you will. Oh, you you will. will. You will. Oh, you will. Fact. If you enjoy this episode at all, if you laugh once during this episode, <laughs> you must go to patreon.com forward slash sapling and join up for absolutely any tier whatsoever. Because all the money that's um, made via our Patreon goes back into keeping us alive and making this podcast, which is free each and every 
And I can't stress every enough, every bloody week we do this. For 117 weeks, every Friday, we have produced content that I, I, I'm i proud of. I think that each episode has been worth the hype as well. So, I mean, if you'd like to support this podcast in any single way, please go and check out patreon.com forward slash sapnin. As Sean said, anything helps. And you get a whole lot of different and bonus material to dive into as well. Well, this week we released a special podcast on our Patreon with the wonderful Joe from Patent Pending. So if you enjoy them and you fancy even more laughs, patreon.com forward slash sapnin and you get to meet a host of your new best friends in the wonderful community we've been able to create. And it brings joys to our eyes and faces each and every day. Yes, I'm very proud of this as well. The fact we've managed to keep it going during the pandemic. And yeah, we're getting more ears than ever listening to us. So yeah, thank you very much if you're a new listener. Thank you very much if you're an old listener. Thank you very much if you're part of the Patreon group. You know how much that means to us. Thank you very much if you've considered being part of the Patreon group. Um, Man up and get it done. Or woman up. Or non-binary up. Completely up to you. (laughs) Whatever the app is for your gender, do that, innit? And become part of the Patreon. But yeah, should we just get into this episode or what? Yes, I think. Well, I've seen a disaster right around the corner. I've seen a disaster right around the bend. And that is this interview. Wonderful conversation with the boys from Press Timiko. Exclusively. <laughs> exclusive. On Sapman Podcast. Exclusive. Sapman. Sapman. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sapnin! 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 <laughs> oh my fucking oh, wow. god. We've never had anyone use a sound effect 
This is no. a whole other level of interview you're about to have. Jesus guys. Christ, this might be the best moment of the podcast so far. <laughs> this is brilliant. Ladies and gentlemen, well, I fucking never. This week's guests are Presto Miko. We've got Luke Lewis and Jake with us. Yes. And, and a siren. I can't go. Have you got any other? Wait, siren. is there any other noises? There's some, but they aren't really relevant. I got, um, actually, this is cool. So that's like someone recorded a, a like a metal version of "There's a Worm at the Bottom of the Garden" for me. Sent, yeah. <laughs> There's this, which I, this is a song called "Uncle John from Jamaica" that haunted Lewis's childhood. My Uncle John from Jamaica. <laughs> and there's a couple other things. Because <laughs> I remember being like 17 or 18, and Lewis telling me about this song, and just like Lewis telling me about Lewis gets PTSD from that song. He couldn't he couldn't stop singing it for like a year of his life or something. Like genuine <laughs> song Tourette's just singing it 24 hours a day it is a good song to sing and it, it makes you happy but after a while it's some sort of torture method <laughs> well yes <laughs> yeah i don't think any I, I wasn't expecting this start i no. wasn't expecting this start i wasn't expecting <laughs> sirens this is fucking brilliant i love this yeah how have you guys been how has this uh shitty virusy lockdown thing been been pretty much the same <laughs> yeah, she's not. We're not left the house. We weren't leaving the house before. We're not leaving the house now. I was talking to my mum yesterday on the telephone, and um, I was saying that I'm not necessarily bored. It's just like the things that I'm doing are keeping me occupied. It's just the the sheer lack of variety. That's mm, the yes. the main thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. I mean, it's been cool. Like we've. I mean. I'm trying to think, like, when did we last talk? We spoke for the trees thing, didn't we? Yeah. Like, was that yeah. it? So that was before we did the record. So uh, I guess we've been relatively busy. Like, we've done an album. That's about it. <laughs> the, rest, the rest have been lots of just, like, putting on lockdown weight, watching series. <laughs> oh, don't get, don't get me started on that now, because I'm, I'm in the period, right, is I don't know if I've put on weight or lost weight in lockdown now. So <laughs> yeah, I'm in the so... middle, like, yeah. <laughs> what? What? How the fuck does that work? What do you mean? <laughs> what right, do you mean? I don't know if I put weight on or lost weight. Because there's been exactly so long of lockdown and we've kind of been in and out of flows, right? Of lockdown and stuff, especially in Wales, right? I don't know if from March 2020, I am now way more or less since that time because I feel like it's gone up and down in that period. Stand up, pull your top up. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to see that, trust me. Yes, they do. I want to see it. I want to see it. Top up, top up, top up, top up. Come on, Nicole, let's have a look. I'll tell you, look. Uh, no, I've seen you on. fucking once a week for fucking 115 weeks now in a row. Give me a look at yeah, that belly. I'll tell you. Not topless. That's true, but I, I think I'll be able to fucking judge whether you put weight on. Anyway, let's let's get to our guests. I mean, so guys, obviously... this. No, we're pretty comfortable with this whole thing. That's going on. Like, we're in Please don't stop on armor. No, nah, do you know, I'm just... I'm thinking of the listeners like they, they don't want to um they don't want to know about my uh my hairy body but anyway um obviously uh, <laughs> this this is a new e era for preston Miko. you've just now yes. officially announced details for your third album transmute coming up on june the 11th you've all been working on this for quite a while how does it feel to finally have new music out and for people to um to experience everything you've been working on yeah man it's good like it's weird how I feel like your brain isn't um, recording time very well 
in this whole situation. So it's weird how like we haven't even seen each other for a good few months now. And it's like when you actually look at the calendar and figure out how long it's been, it's it's ridiculous. So we should be itching a bit more than we are right now. But it's like it's been kind of nice to sit back with it. We spent a good amount of time mixing it and everything and just getting getting it all right. And yeah, but it's good to have, finally have it out. And yeah, it's, it's mad we even got to do this in the first place. I think that's the thing I feel most proud about is just like the, the fact we got it done in a time that was virtually impossible to get it done. And, and the way we did it as well was very wacky and very us and, and very machine. Like it's, it's if, you, if, you, if you put COVID, this band, a machine into a blender, like the way we've done this album is probably what would come out every time where it's just like a fucking janky mishmash thing. But I think the result has transcended like all of the elements of putting it together if that makes sense so yeah well yeah thing. me and morgan got sent an advanced copy and mm-hmm. that is a fucking brag right for anybody listening <laughs> that, is, that is a brag right i you i heard it before you <laughs> <laughs> if you did you heard it before like our families probably oh, wow. take that your families um <laughs> what an album awesome fantastic Thank job you. guys really good um machine again involved what a guy what an absolute legend. Guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, could you tell us how, how that came about again? And well, maybe even talk about some of the crazy ideas and how the recording happened. I think like, like this whole, this whole record, just everything about this band from the start of 2020 to now, there's just so much fucking narrative behind it. Like just, we, we were going to record the album with some, like, um, originally we were going to record it with a very close friend of ours called Rich, who's just insanely talented. And then he's the guy who did Easy Life, our last single. And then um, logistically, that wasn't going to work out. So then we had another producer lined up and we, it was all set in stone. We're all going to do this. Then we flew out to, um, we went to NAMM 2020 in LA. And like everything was set in stone. We we're kind of like, yeah, we're feeling, I think, we think we're feeling good about this. I remember we were on stage and then like Machine walked in the room as we were playing in the Marshall booth. And it was kind of like, you know, that cheesy moment in like fucking films where like the girl that got away walks in and like everything goes into black. And then just like, it was just like that. And you just saw Machine instantly. I was just like, ah, oh, we fucking love this guy. Like I was already like, why aren't we doing the record with this guy? Like, and then we started chatting to Machine and it was kind of like, the reason we hadn't hit him up was just because purely a financial and logistical thing. So it's like, we're very fortunate that Machine likes this band enough to to compromise on his you know his end and just like you know what the perhaps he wouldn't take the usual rate he charged a major, major label for us and stuff. So we kind of we knew the budget was very small and it's like we didn't want to offend this guy by being like, look, we know you'd fucking bent over backwards for the last record, so how do you feel about doing it again? Yeah, yeah. but even less. <laughs> yeah, we're even poorer now. And um, so. I kind of said this to Machine and instantly as soon as I started speaking, he was just like, dude, why the fuck didn't you call me? And like, <laughs> looking, and then like, we kind of got chatting. He was just, he was just, and he kind of left like, look, let's just fucking, if we, you want to do this record with me, obviously I want to do it with you. Let's chat. And I kind of like had this conversation like instantly. I went backstage to Lewis and I was just like, <sighs> and Lewis was like, we're going to have to do the record with Machine, aren't we? It's just like, yep. And then like we turn around and tell Graham, our manager, and he just turns white because he's just had to jump through like 7 million hoops to get the first, to get it sorted in the first place. And we're just like, you know how much you love managing this band? We're going to make your life a whole lot harder. <laughs> and um, So yeah, there was that. So but basically, and then obviously Jake came into the band. So we were all ready to basically 
we were basically set up for 2020. Jake had just joined. We're about to go and record, record the record with Machine in Texas, come straight off the back of that and do a European tour. And then fucking COVID hits. And then we're all stuck, you know, we're stuck in our rooms for probably like two, three months trying to figure out how we're even going to do this record. And logistically, everything we were trying was becoming more and more impossible. I think like obviously Marshall, they've invested in this band and there's a, a record that exists. It's like, we need to, we need to record a record because you know, that's what a record label does. It releases records. Yeah. So like we were just racking our brains, figuring out a way to do this. Cause it's like, we don't really want to compromise on who with the one thing we were sure on is we didn't want to compromise on doing it with machine. Cause machine was the guy for this album. It was just finding a way to logistically get together that was seeming more and more against the odds. And then, we're very fortunate that Graham has uh, a friend who basically owns a fucking castle in the Cotswolds. It's basically like a, com- a contemporary converted house, like castle tower, and there's that house underneath. And me and Lewis um, were very grateful to get an offer from him the year before to be like, if you ever need some time to just get away from everything and go and write, please hit me up because you can use this facility. So me and Lewis had gone there previously to go and write the record. And I think, I think we were just together once and, like we were just kind of like, we kind of threw it out. We were just like, well, look, this is becoming so expensive now to rent a studio, get machine over here, get all the shit we need in the studio. It's like, we might as well just fucking do this in the castle almost as a bit of a flippant comment. And it's kind of like that light bulb, mo- light bulb moment as soon as like we said it, it's just like, yeah, but why don't we try do this in the castle? And then spoke to machine. Like, I think, I think machine even said in, um, it might have been with your interview or someone else where it's just like he had no, he actually had no intentions of actually ending up. He never thought he'd actually end up flying to the UK <laughs> and actually doing this record in this janky fucking castle. Yeah. And like, so he was just the whole time he was like, look, we'll make it happen no matter what. In the back of his head, we were still going to end up going out there. And as COVID restrictions locked down more and more, it became more obvious that there's no way we were getting to the States, but actually we could probably get machine over here because there'd only be six of us and we'd just be isolating together for like a month and a half, two months. So technically within the guidelines at the time, we're in a group of six. We're not contacting anyone else outside this little bubble. So the more we spoke about it, the more we were like, fuck, I think we might actually be able to do this. So machine gave us a list of shit that we'd need like skeleton studio shit. Um, We're very fortunate that Marshall had some um, recording gear that they'd not implemented into something they're putting together that they were happy to send us. And, um, Against all the odds, yeah, we flew him over and we just made a studio in this castle. It was fucking nuts. That's awesome. How many people get to say they fucking record an <laughs> album in a castle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's Americans who've never even been to a real no, castle. No, the, the tower itself, the tower itself, was older than America as you know it today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. And it's like typical British countryside as well. It's like you can get any more British landscape and everything. And like, I don't think Machine, you know, it's like until we were actually there and we'd hit record, I don't think any of us were kind of believing it was going to really be happening or like at least not as smooth as it did in the end. Um, Because, you know, it's like Machine's just come from his studio, which is built completely to his specification. There's not even a vocal booth or anything. He's just sat next to you shouting at you right before he hits record on that vocal take. And yeah, and at first, like, obviously he was just a a little bit like, I'm not sure about this, boys, but it's like Machine is such a rogue that it's like the more we got into it, it's like, oh, he's going to enjoy this. Once we actually start getting set up, like we had the vocal booth in the garage, 
um, with like big barn doors that you could open, rain or shine. One of the takes has Luke doing a wheel spin on the gravel driveway, <laughs> going to co-op to get some Oreo ice creams. Nice, as you do. Yeah, and then we just like we built a live room on the first t- on the first floor of the um, of the tower, and then like down in the basement of the tower, we had like a little guitar tracking set up, and then there there are bedrooms at the top and stuff. But yeah, it was real cool. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I mean, there's so many elements of recording in a castle and especially machine we're going to get into but obviously this is uh well should be jake's first interview as part of prestamico it, it literally is yeah, but don't I mean, ask him any questions he's not allowed to speak <laughs> he's contractually he's signed a contract says he don't talk uh, yeah. he has no opinions either way yeah, he's got no he's, he's neutral <laughs> and everything see because i thought this would be a perfect platform for him to introduce himself and tell us like how the three of you have, have, have come together like this now? Because obviously, you know, you, you, you've been friends for a while and you, you've toured with previous bands and stuff, but uh, how is it, it coming yeah, to the fore? Um, well, obviously, we've known each other for um, five or six years now, boys, something like that. We, um, <laughs> we, uh, I was in, am, was, we're not really a, a band anymore, but we kind of are a coder. And we... Um, we did a bunch of tours with Prestamico years ago and I had heard them previously. I remember one of their old tunes coming on Scuzz and I hadn't actually heard them at the time, but I'd heard the name being bandied about. And then I was like, cool, let's, let's crank this up, see what it's about. And then uh, I, I, after I heard it, I remember being like, what What am I doing with my life? This band are absolutely, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and then, yeah, we ended up getting put on a, a small tour with them. And it was one of those stepbrothers moments of, you know, when we walked in the room, it was like, did we just become best friends straight away? And that was yeah. it. That's how, that's how the bromance like, begun, really. Sean, you'll know, you'll know it super well. It's like, you know, you tour with so many, you meet so many cool people on tour and you, you, know, you get lots of mates touring, but there's, there's always those particular like specific people or group or particular band that you actually become friends with yeah. it's like if we yeah. just logistically live closer we literally hang out all the time and you know jake and akoda would certainly certainly that and it, it's so funny with this band because there's always been a running joke like you can literally watch back interviews from like years ago of us always joking where people have people have always done that cheesy question it's like oh who what celebrity would you have in your band if you have it and we've always joked we'd just be like oh yeah jake from akoda like yeah, every single yeah, yeah. time there's, I think there's literally a, a video of us having an interview at Trees years ago where we say it and like we'd always joked that Jake would maybe come in on second guitar or something at some point Me, mine and Jake's band has, has been that thing that just has always existed we just never did anything about it do you know what I mean it's just like oh yeah when we do that band it's going to be wicked we can do this and this and this and then it's just kind of everything aligned and he just ended up being in this band so kind of it kind of worked yeah. out in the end yeah, I've got to say, because you guys hadn't announced it for a while as well, and there was loads of rumours of who the basis for Prince yeah, Amico yeah. could be. Sean was even rumoured to be at a one okay, point. I, I mean, <laughs> was, was there a, a lot of confusion online in those months of people just making mad assumptions? Uh, yeah, it was, it was quite funny to, to see, actually. Cause, we said um, it a bit. When it came, yeah, because when it came out, <laughs> when it came out, they were just like, oh, it's just some guy. It's just this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of people actually, anyone that vaguely knew 
us as people or the bands or the connection. So like there was a, a big chunk of people that were just like, oh, obviously. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, of course, now, yeah, obviously it was always going to be Jake. And to that throw came those people off the scent, in that 2000 Trees video, we, <laughs> even, we even went as far as to flip Jake's image on his bass so he didn't look left-handed. And then we even <laughs> yeah. we colored his guitar as well. Because wow. we're such practical jokers. actually a comment. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Look, guys. Look, something you need to know about us: we're real. We're we're real jokers. Yeah, <laughs> like we're real pranksters. Yeah, you guys are wild. <laughs> but there was actually a comment that was just like, I was so sure it was Jake. There was a comment on Instagram because we flipped oh. it. But um, it was it was so cool because there, there was a small um, you know there was a small group of people that were just like they always kind of knew it was going to be Jake. But for the people who perhaps hadn't put two and two together, like something that was so humbling was just seeing the genuine excitement for Jake specifically being in this band now. Cause I think, um, hopefully a lot of people know, you know, Jake's one of the most talented musicians we can think of. And it's just like, for, for us, it's like, he, he inspires us bringing us in, into this band. It's like, I suck now. I'm like a weak link in this band now. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I need to up my game to be, to be on, you know, to keep up with the musicianship. You know, apart from, like, apart I think, from like writing all the songs and, <laughs> nah, that's not important. No one cares about songs. People just want sweet picking. Um, <laughs> like, so I think that the cool thing for me and Lewis, and I'm sure for Jake as well, is just to see like people were actually excited about the combination of this band with Jake in it now. As much as it was, oh, cool, the band's continuing and they're doing new music. It that was that was the thing that really got me excited. It's like, yeah, this is going to be really fucking cool. Like, nice. I'm really excited nice. about it. Did you have any uh, bizarre guesses? Like, who was the weirdest bassist <laughs> somebody thought it might be? Yeah, there's this guy called Sean Smith. That, like, <laughs> I started researching. It's just like, like, yeah, he seemed pretty popular in Kerrang. Like, he's got a lot of Kerrang features that I, I delved into. I know a lot about you now, Sean. Oh God, no. Oh. Um, no, I was just wondering if you had like a Fieldy from Corn. Oh, that would have been, uh, been the autumn right there. I think <laughs> I think like the people were really because I when I stream and stuff I stream of Jamal from All Us In Love who used to be All Us In Drugs so a lot of people really thought it was him like really like people were like this obviously it's Jamal yeah like that that was the only one that, there wasn't anyone that was like really out there I don't think not that I can remember anyway. But you can oh, make God. it up though. Like you could literally say, yeah, we had offers from Flea and we turned them down. We and made a video where uh, we were getting pretend Zoom calls from Flea and Mark Hoffman. Throw people off the <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that one. And then, uh, and then it had a Peter Andre at the end. And instead of Mysteri- Mysterious Girl, it was Mysterious Bassist. Did we release that, that video with Flea in? What's that? Did we release that video with Flea That's where we in? put that out. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, about it did that. have Flea in I it. Can... It was Flea Mark oh, Hoppers. <laughs> I um, completely forgot about that. Yeah, it's hard to keep up when you're such pranksters, you know. <laughs> all these prank, all these pranks mailed into one. Well, if we're to- if we're talking about pranks, then what's the best ones you've been involved with, either on tour or being in a band? That yeah, Gee, that... yeah. Thinking a band, thinking you could make a living yeah, from a band. Yeah. That's a we've been pranking, we've been pranking ourselves oh, yeah. for ten years now. Yeah. Thinking you'll be able to tour Europe from now on. Oh, we're, really, oh, we're, really hoping, we're really hoping it gets yeah. funny soon. <laughs> <laughs> All these tears for nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, um, 
Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, but going back to the you know the uh, the recording process in, in the castle and having machine and stuff. Obviously, you've worked with him previously on the last record, as you mentioned. But like, do you think in some ways he's become that like fourth member uh, of the band? Yeah. He was already that. He was he was that within the first day of the first pre-production of the last record. He's just someone who's just he's so aligned and he, he has such a great way of picking out what you need what the strong points of your band are and perhaps where a big thing of this new record is is just been us really focusing on the connectivity of the songs and like perhaps before where we've been on we've been onto something and then we've lost someone and that's maybe been the reason why someone hasn't connected with the song as as much as we'd hoped they would like machine is so good at drilling that in and just he's got such a great listener's perspective and can be a bit of a scientist about it and be like you realize this is why people nod their heads or why people want to chant this back at you and right from the first record i think we, we've worked with some really cool producers and, and some very talented producers as well but i think um machine is one of those people where just his ver- his idea of that and his pers- um, perspective of that is just so aligned and and correlates to the way we feel about music so well. Is I mean, it was like you know we'd had we'd had a a fourth band member the whole of the Here's Fatigue record, so we there was no surprises coming into this record because it's like that's the reason we wanted Machine again, you know, because he is he is he's writing this record with us as we put it together, you know, it's like. We said coming into it, like the going into the recording process, the record's only like 75% done, really, you know, and it's like that extra 25% is the shit that makes it good, you know, it makes it really strong, in my opinion. Yeah. Did he have any um, crazy ideas? Did he have you? Oh, every, all the time, yeah. Every single minute like, like, every single day, there's, uh, there's something being yeah. thrown out. <laughs> and nine times out of 10, nine times out of 10, it's actually like very usable as well. That's the best thing yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. As wacky as it is, like I think that's the thing with our relationship with Machine as well. He's just he brings out the best in us creatively as well. He, even if it's just as simple as lighting the fucking spark, you know, making the spark that fucking ignites a bunch of ideas. It's like even if it's as simple as him being like, "This isn't feeling right," and then we just within such a vague comment, like we go and then try make it feel good or something like that down to literally putting a fucking, I don't know, like a sheep barring sample or some shit in there that somehow works. Like, get, get a Welsh on board. Nice. Yeah. I like <laughs> it. Get Sean a Welsh on board. <laughs> and I think um, that's, that's something we have. That, it's just the way he makes you feel in those creative moments is something that is so special about him. And he, that's, I think that's how he gets the best out of a lot of the bands he works with. And he's a fucking wizard at mixing. Do you know what I mean? And he makes shit sound amazing. All, all of that stuff. It's like, but there's also a lot of other producers that make great sounding records, you know, but machine, I think machines real selling, selling point over everyone else is just the way he'll make you feel in the room about what you're working on and what he'll contribute to that and what he'll make you contribute to that. He's he's really very special in that regard. Nice. Mm. How did you go? How did you go about um, recording the bar of a sheep? Was that? Uh, <laughs> oh, well, luckily <laughs> there, that... there's 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 a little mini golf course next to the next to the castle, and the the neighbour used to let their sheep out on there. But there was a slaughter coming up, and we did notice that they oh, did no. they did disappear halfway through the recording oh. process. So, oh god! Yeah. So re- really, you've got potentially the last words of a certain sheep. Potentially, yeah. What a way! What a way to live on! <laughs> yeah, wow! Impressed, immortalized. Yeah, you you could like play off the aspect of like you sacrificed 
the ship for the music. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> oh no! Oh. But yeah. Um, what track is the ship bar on? Is it? Did it make the cut? Oh no, that doesn't exist. Oh. I just thought I'd hide. I just thought, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't don't a... don't have the bit saying it doesn't exist because everyone needs to because there's a satin competition running, right? Anyone that finds yeah. the sheep, but we're just trying to boost our Spotify streams with this. Clever. Yeah, I like it. I like That's it. That's very very clever. Um, but I mean, speaking of how um important machine is to you, we've actually had a a guest question come in today. Um. <laughs> Are you going to try and play it, Morg? Are you going to try and play it? Oh, he's going to try and play it! Oh, technology! Oh, bear in mind, I don't think we're going to be able to hear this, but you... Oh, my that God. Lord. I know that cartoon of a guy. Sapnin! <laughs> Fellas! Okay, it's a question for Prestamico. And that is, guys... Who is the band that you turned me on to that I super loved and was super, super inspired by who had coincidentally released a record not only prior to our first experience together making Here's the Fatigue, but had coincidentally released another record prior to this current record we had just done? Who is that killer, killer band? Biffy. It was, it's either yeah, it Biffy, Biffy or Shikari, right? Yeah, it was. It's either Biffy or Shikari, but the reason I know it's Biffy is because Shikari hadn't released a record just before uh, the yeah. Here's the VT. But do you remember um, Machine finding out about um, what was the Only Revolutions, was it? And he just watched their Reading set and he was raving about Biffy yes. into Here's the VT. Yeah, but Machine fucking discovered Biffy Clyro like just before he did our Here's the Fatigue record and he just, he was like, it's the best band on the planet. <laughs> it's just like he was so in awe of this band and like he had a lot of, um, I think he he really took a lot of influence from just their approach and saw a lot of crossover with our record and just our band and just like, I think from a production side of things as well, he just, just about the energy of that band and about how they're kind of like on the fringe of sort of rock and alternative and just kind of sit in the middle. And I, I remember him being very um, vocal about how much he loved the band and just shit that they'd done that was cool that he feels like there's a crossover Which with this band as well. Which is an absolutely massive compliment. Cool. Like, we all, yeah, we all she, adore I mean, that band, so, you know. And the reasons like bands like us can have a chance of existing, you know, like... Well, that's what... Um that's one of the feelings I got from the record, from listening back to the record. I had, it kind of reminded me of Biffy meets Billy Talent meets Weezer meets Dillinger. Like there's all sorts of different (laughs) fucking bits and bobs from different, all different bands I love. Amazing. And yeah, I think you've brought it together and it, whereas if I said that, if you said to me, there's a band <laughs> that sounds a bit like Billy Talent, a bit like Biffy, it got a touch of Weezer with some Dillinger, I'd go, you're fucking mad. That's never going to work. <laughs> but this fucking album is fantastic. And I think you've done a fucking sterling job with it. Thank you so and, much. Um, yeah, everybody involved should be praised greatly. So thank you very much to Machine for sending that question in mm, that we that's... heard absolutely perfectly. There was no problem <laughs> with whatsoever. And we didn't have to have more and read the question out to us so thanks <laughs> thanks to Machine for sending that in um, we all love you yes um, we do yeah, so, do. yeah 
It's a wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, but like <laughs> with, with the songwriting this time around as well, I mean, like in the past, in your music, you've always let instruments really take over bits and, and being a big kind of show, showcase what you can do musically. And I feel like on this, you've still got those elements, but you've honed in and let a lot more things breathe from time yes. to time. Was there like a different method going into to stuff? Were you aware of not wanting to rehash the same things you've done before i mean t talk us through it it's more of just a perspective thing i think we've we've learned a lot from the last two albums where um we've had a, a kind of a writing style where it's a bit of a tornado and it's like it can be great in short doses but sometimes when you're writing a whole album um where you're chopping and changing quite a lot for a listener that can be kind of intense and yeah, again, just going in, just wanting to kind of like connect with people in in the best way that we can. Um, we just found like that. I don't know. It's just a bit of like maturity in songwriting, just realizing like you don't need to be full on all the time and you can let things breathe. And, and that gives you more opportunity to connect, especially I found vocally. It was like I was loving that early on, just being able to kind of like speak a bit more without kind of being so constrained in in certain areas because only this melody would fit here or, or whatever um so yeah and and again it's just kind of like we we didn't have any intention to kind of like make this a ptm record or anything we we literally were just me and luke were just writing for the fun of it and just to kind of ignite our musical passions again after they had <clears throat> kind of faded really we were just doing it for ourselves really. And, and we were just kind of like letting the song be the song that it wants to be. We'd start with an idea and then just kind of like we would try and get in the way of that writing process as little as possible and not let our egos or, or our predisposition towards making things too complicated get in the way really. I think something ab about this record was just like, I think we've in some respects realized, it just feels like we've realized how to be the band. We kind of were always trying to be over the last couple of, of releases. And it's just, um, we had a few records that really inspired us for this one, which would probably be quite a big curveball for people who have heard the record. And like one of those was like the 21 pilots, the latest record that they released. And another one was the daughter's record that got released. And okay. although they're quite contrasting, there's something that those two albums, it's just, that's what we were listening to at the time. Yeah. But they just, they, they pinpointed so well what we were trying to, we'd always been trying to get, but I think had never really achieved until this album. And that was the idea of songs and a record having a sonic identity in respects to when, setting the vibe of the song early on and it's kind of like you know what you're in for and that doesn't mean that a song's predictable and that means you can still twist and turn it but just like something that those records do so well is just create such a vibe where within 30 seconds into that song it's just like you know what mood that's provoking you know what how you feel about that song and it doesn't matter if it goes off on one or if it does this and that it's just like at least you kind of set the settling point whereas i think a lot of our tracks before especially in the early days where we were just writing to write wacky shit and have fun and just like fucking write crazy riffs and shit just because that's what we were enjoying at the time when we were younger. But I think as we've got older, it, we, we just really respect and appreciate the thing that we love in music as well is when you hear a song and it, it makes you feel something, you know, that was, that was a huge, a huge um, part of the agenda going forward was just to write music that connects a bit better. And, and something me and Lewis have, have 
come to realize and we we just have blind faith in now is that no matter what we write if we if me and Lewis get together and write it sounds like Prestamico so I think that was very good to alleviate a lot of maybe preconceptions we might have about this record or what we wanted it to sound like because it's like no matter what it's going to sound like the same band that's come from the last place and people who like that side of us there's still hopefully that side of the band in this in in abundance but um it's more just like just fucking yeah if there's if there's four chords that feel good or just one riff or a bass line that feels good this fucking what what's the point in deviating from it when it feels so good hearing it over and over and over you know and i think it's just yeah just sitting on shit and just like and like i said just appreciating when there's a section that's good and using it rather than having to switch it up or this and that nice yeah yeah but i think a lot of people and fans will be surprised uh, a lot about the different elements on this album as well i mean there's there's tracks like sabotage and baby steps that for me on first listen really blew me away and and especially that kind of build up um in in within the tracks itself so yeah looking forward to everyone hearing it and seeing what what they take away from it it's cool you pick those ones out as well because baby steps especially like um that that's one of those moments where just like with the connectivity side of things, I think we really came to appreciate just how like actually one person emotively screaming or shouting a fucking lyric or a vocal that's going to connect with so many more people and provokes in us more of an emotion and a feeling when we're playing it or hearing it than perhaps the heaviest section you've ever heard on the planet with three part harmony over it, just because that's textbook Prestamico or whatever. And it's just like, but why are we, why are we robbing ourselves of this big moment? Do you know what I mean? It's like, we want it to sound like that. I'm sure other people hearing this section wish that there was this thing over the top. So let's fucking send it. And we'd already written the part and obviously Jake was going to scream it. So we had to get Jake in the band then, you know, and it's just like, (laughs) oh, lend itself. Yeah. Well, yeah. Another day is going to be the first single. Mm-hmm. Um, which I believe is out today when this podcast yes, goes live. Because this is... Yeah, this is... <laughs> yes! <laughs> if it isn't the single release siren. Morg, we're going to have to get one of them moving forward now, I think. Um, <laughs> i got a guy. I'll hook now. you up. I'll give you a number. Yeah. All the all happening podcasts from now on are just... <laughs> something! <laughs> um... Yeah, I just wanted to touch on what some of you guys' favourite songs are on the album. Like like Morgan said, I've written I've written down here Sabotage, Sean's favourite. Awesome. Why I've written in third person, I don't know. Um, I've written Rusty Nails is great. And I've written Gold and then done three ticks. So I think oh. I like that one. So, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, I think Gold is going to be like the new, like, I think, well, if we can ever play shows again, Gold's going to be one of those like live like I think one of the live favorites because like we always had affinity before for that thing where it's just kind of like a bit like here's a just dose of madness for the set do you know what I mean like and I think gold's very much going to replace that going forwards oh Um, yes I think it's funny you say sabotage because um our, our agent Tobber actually he he picked out that sabotage is one of his favorite and i think that's one of um you know when lewis said about the whole relieving our egos and just like any preconceptions we had about the record like i remember me and lewis were just jamming it and then that cheesy as fuck like riff we started playing that like almost like pantera like fucking redneck kind of riff came in. we were just jamming it just because it felt good and it was just one of those things where it's like are we really gonna put this at the end of this song and it's just like yeah like it feel in the words of bart simpson if it feels good do it and that's very much been the fucking motto of this record funny you said um did you say rusty nails sean Rusty Nails, okay. yeah. That, yes, Rusty Nails is That's great. W- well up fact. there for me. Rip That's really up there for me on the album. I think it's got a bit of everything. And I like the 
the kind of mid-tempo sneer that's going on with that one. Yeah, I really, really enjoy that one. I enjoyed like I enjoyed recording it lots. There's there's a lot of cool elements. The guitar tones are absolutely ludicrous, and uh, get a shout in the middle bit. I mean, what more? What <laughs> Look, Jake's a simple guy, right? You let him shout, and you give him some good guitar tones. He's as happy as any, oh, yeah. anyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, doesn't so, need food or water. Just no, needs no, yeah. guitar tones, and he'll chew on those oh, well, tones. That's they like are bit. dense. To be fair, <laughs> it's like the viscosity is off the chart when the last ball comes. In. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I think that's that's the thing I love about this record as well. It's like, you know, we, we can be objective because Machine's just done such a great job in the production. It's just like, it, it's when you hear it, it sounds so ridiculous. And there's some moments that sound so huge and Machine's just done some fucking witchcraft. And then you remember, it's like, we did this in the fucking, with one little mixing desk with some janky mics. Like Jake made the fucking guitar cab thing out of some pillows from the sofa just to oh, make yes. some iso cabs nice it was like it was all it was it was super diy and i think it just um it's just testament to how good machine is and how he he's the guy to put in that situation because he'll just thrive in that you know more more than anyone else that we know probably he'll thrive if you give him the fucking weirdest setup he'll go in there and get the results like you know he's it's, really good it's also nice because we've for once you know we've you know as bad as this whole thing's been it's like kind of been nice to just step back for a second and just we finished the album mixed it and then we just forgot about it it's like we could just step away and not hear those songs a thousand more times straight away when we're playing them live or recording videos or whatever so it's kind of nice to step back and now whenever i've dipped back in it's like oh yeah i'm proud of this and we've we've done a cool thing but and it's again funny you should mention baby steps (laughs) I mean, I, I don't know if I have any like full on favorites, like it changes literally day to day, but Baby Steps has always been one that's kind of stuck out just because, again, it was like maybe one of the first ones where we just doubled down on this new kind of perspective and, and just allowed it to like be this big moody thing. And like, I, I literally, lo- I wrote the vocals to that the day my nephew was born as well. Because oh, wow. um, like he was my my brother was like flying in from a um a stag do or something and i got a call from his girlfriend basically saying uh yeah i'm in i'm in the hospital um i think i'm gonna give birth i think i'm i'm i might try and give birth tonight (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm gonna give birth a go tonight (laughs) and um yeah and like i just i just stuck that tune on and you know kind of like for me that one kind of sticks out a bit as well because it just has such a a emotive tie to it as well and in terms of like favorites and things like that, the the album was like seventy five percent written before it was even official that I was going to join. So I got to hear all the the demos and things of like what was what what was actually coming, and I got to kind of hear hear all the steps like as they were going along because obviously they they were there was. 75% finished like each one some of them were more finished than others like another day was pretty much written before I even came into the fold but being able to hear how those songs got built up from the ground up and then at the end of it being able to come in and add my own bits onto it if if it needed it that was like an absolute privilege especially when I really really enjoyed all of the material like it was amazing that was great for us as that was great for us as well just because like obviously we've been in this garage or whatever or, or luke in his room um or or out in the cotswolds hidden away like we'd we'd just been like had our heads down 
in this for so long and then it was nice to have jake step in like completely fresh blood and come in and be like yeah this is great what about trying this here what about trying this here and like it's just it was nice to have that fresh air yeah blown into it at the, i don't know what <laughs> i think mean, as, as, especially from someone we've got so much respect for do you know what i mean and it's like we you know we really value jake's input and it, it, it's part of the reason uh, amongst many why we're so excited to bring him in because it's just like you know me and lewis have written together for so long and and you know on one hand we we've tapped into the richest vein i think we ever have in regards to the way we work together and the flow and you know our, our writing relationship's never been better but also having saying that we've been writing together so long just having someone that can have a different perspective on how to write in general and just just you can sometimes get locked in a bit of a box even though you're still being super creative you you can still be in your kind of methodical way of writing so just even having someone that we have a lot of respect for come in and just look at it from a different angle was super yeah, and cool then you and then um, tell me to fuck off yeah, I was about to say, what was it like the first time Jake chirped up and was like, boys, I think we should change that. Goes, <laughs> me, me, and, me and Lewis, look, we looked at each other and we were just like, Lewis picked up his drumstick and just did that. It was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, we, do, we, don't, we don't need a talker here. Yeah, who Luke, is Luke, this? Luke took his slipper off. Yeah. Luke took his slipper yeah, off yeah, and like, you should have seen the speed. It was like Bruce Lee incarnate. It was, I was just yeah, cowering, wow. cowering in the corner, you know. I'll play, I'll play like this. Okay. <laughs> no, but like all, all, all jokes aside, like you know, Jake, Jake's input is has been so valuable for this, and the the record is genuinely what it is because of Jake's input and Machine's input at the last stage of it, and it's kind of what I'm saying. Like me and Lewis were already very happy with it, but we we we've done this so many times. We all have, and we know that the real magic starts to happen when you're actually laying the shit down and. And we, we're so open. We're so excited to get Jake and Machine's input on on that end of it because that you know the result of it is we knew it, we knew it was going to be something that we were proud of and even just excited to get into you know which is but something else about this record which is a bit of a bombshell is like this this is we're, I think we're proud this exists because me and Lewis when we started writing this we were pretty sure this was going to be the last thing we ever did like when we wrote this oh okay so we, we very much went into this like we had such a rough year like i'd i'd gone up and down to the point where like i just fucking i was done with it like i was in a bad place and shit and like we kind of that's i remember lewis said he was just like look let's just fucking go away and just write and it was so it was so cathartic because it was just like not only do obviously me and lewis are super close we've been best best friends fucking years and shit and like we just enjoy each other's company if you put us in a room and but on top of that it's just like Oh yeah, we do like doing this. Do you know what I mean? It's like we do. I remember why we started writing together and why we are in a band. It's like we do actually enjoy it without all the bullshit that surrounds it. This is actually why we do it. And through that became, you know, through that came the inspiration. Then it's just like, fuck, I'm really feeling this record. And that's why for me, like, um, I think I've got, well, I don't listen to it that much if I ever listen to the record again. The last track, Hesitation, I think has a big connection with myself because originally that song just stopped halfway through it literally ended as the most sad depressing thing and we were literally going to end the record like that <clears throat> and um i remember we wrote it because we were just like we were so fucking done with being in a band and just it felt right and then we were kind of jamming it and machine was just like there should be this big epic outro at the end and it's kind of like he was like i remember him being like 
dude, th- you can't end the record like this, dude. This is so fucking depressing. And then we kind of started <laughs> making this thing. And like, as, as we were playing it, it was kind of like, actually, no, this is how we feel now. Like we feel very much recharged. And like, we've got, you know, we've got Jake in the band, like the band feels like a whole new thing. Like we're super feeling the new material. And it's just like, I don't think this is a good representation of this record anymore. So I think for me, that that ending very much signifies the fact that there was a bit of optimism found through all of the shit, you know. So, so we yeah. transmuted the song. I need some. I need some guns. Yeah. You've got to get the the full old Charlie. What's his name? Charlie Sloth guns. Oh, yeah, you've yeah. got to get them in. Glass smashing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's it. That's the noise. Brilliant. Wow. Um, no, yeah, we just had that. We just had that lovely deep moment about like, <laughs> oh, you know, the band, the band potentially was over, and now we've breathed new life in, and then fucking <laughs> <laughs> straight, back, straight back to the memes. It's pre- it's straight to- back to the memes. Yeah, yeah it's straight pre- back to the memes. It's pressed. It's pressed to me all over, really, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, <laughs> no, but it's it's interesting that you say that because, like, I I don't think a lot of people realise how up and down and stressful and how really dark band life can get at times especially trying to you know maintain a band for over a, a decade like you guys have done now um like what are some of those struggles you've had to deal with uh, over the years I, I mean how how different do you see the way you guys treat the band now compared to you know starting off i think um we care so way less what do you say lou we care way less. Care way less, yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's like it, it's hard because you know you start a band. We you know me and Lewis have been playing in a band together since we were like eighteen, nineteen. So it's like you're so fucking ignorant and naive and full of optimism. Do you know what I mean? When at that age, and it's just like you can't help but become so jaded as you realise how shit actually works and how unjust some stuff was. Um, some stuff is sorry, and just like how hard shit is and how, you know, all, all of these, all of these real problems. And then, then you throw in just like societal pressure. You show in like, you throw in like, just you're like, we're in a band. So we're not the most stable of people anyways. Do you know what I mean? And then you put us in a very, uh, a, a situation that's going to shine a light on all of that side of you. So I think it's just hard. Like, I think that's the thing. People don't realize that the amount of external pressure there is as well as like your own self-deprecating mm. shit that you have to deal with being in a band. And I think for us, it was, ju- it was literally just like, I think it was almost like by, by feeling like we were done with it and by feeling like we were ready to pretty much let it go. We found through that why we enjoyed it because it doesn't, it didn't matter if this record flopped or was a great success or anything. We just, we were just doing it for us for the first time in a, a long time. I mean, to be fair, we've always done it for us, but it's more the in-between. It's, it's more the in-between where it's like you're touring, you're doing the campaign, you're trying to push out, you're trying to hustle and all of this stuff. It's like, we just, we just enjoy it and we don't care anymore. Like, and that's basically <laughs> Which it. Which is like, great for me because I get to, I get to come in and just <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> reap all of that, but it's just nice to come into it when, Luke and Lewis were both feeling that way because I'm, I mean, they're one of my favorite bands before I even joined. So to actually come in when all of the the preconceptions or the the tendencies have kind of been stripped away, and it's like let's just let's just make some make some music, have which fun, is yeah. just amazing. Yeah, I suppose if you joined if you joined like a year before, 
you would have been like they're thinking about fucking knocking this on the end yeah, this yeah. is the worst time I'm gonna fucking start I could have joined exactly. oh yeah because starting it starting it just pre-covid was so much better <laughs> yeah good point well made Jack good, good point well made um, you've won oh. that one Jake I think you've won that one <laughs> he's putting you on his list now you're on his list on. I'm writing down fuck Jake fuck Jake yeah. No ticks this time. Just no crosses. Three. No, it's literally just Jake, with, and it's like Sean throwing a dagger at him on a little notepad. Look how fucking look how hard I've written his name in here, bastard. <laughs> Good lord. A big X on the end. Now he did have a tick. He's gone. He's <laughs> Boys, have you ever thought about not having a bassist? What about this? <laughs> well, we we don't. So many times. Like, so we we many joke. Times. We just got Jake. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean while while we um while we have you here we've got we've got to mention luke's twitch because sean and i have seen many <laughs> clips exactly <laughs> over uh over over the period of, of you starting that up that is uh made us laugh out loud there's there's one in particular sean really loves i love it i love um yeah, I've sent it around to everybody, like I told you prior to this. I've so I sent it to all of the WhatsApp groups I'm in. So um every band I've ever had a sniff of being in has seen this. Um Fred Durst seen it. Friend Durst. No, he hasn't yet. Oh, okay. Um I can't get him to fucking reply to my Instagram messages saying, Come on the podcast so he I likes, can He likes the messages can, though. Oh, he likes the messages and sees the messages. The shit no dead, way. right? <laughs> I've literally That's messaged worse. him. I know, I know. That's I worse. messaged him on Instagram and I was like, come on my podcast, I will literally remove for an hour. That's yeah. all it'll be, right? Me just telling you how much I love you. I won't talk about a new album. I won't talk about any scandals. I won't talk about that terrible film you did with John Travolta. <laughs> um, that only made $3,000 in its full entirety. I will not mention her. Just come on. And um, I will rim the hell out of you. And he um, he liked it, and it says seen, and he's liked it. But I can't fucking pin him down, man. I can't f- pin Dursty down. But when I do, I'll give it a mention. Yeah, Luke's video of the um, I'll set the scene. It's just Luke sitting there, and then all of a sudden he says, "Imagine what it's like being a cat." Or oh, imagine being a cat. And then he just looks off into the distance and then slowly a title screen comes in and it's the most <laughs> it's the most genius thing I've ever seen. I sent it around to every people who didn't even know the band were fucking in <laughs> tears and they were like, Who's this guy? Um having a yeah, tiny, so tiny meltdown. Was, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's nice you're laughing at my despair, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I was going, sorry. going through some shit during that stream. Sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it wasn't meant to be funny. It was meant to be really serious. Um, yeah, I mi- I missed the two hours of stream before that where you're talking about, yeah, your pet cat dying or something. And then I just <laughs> I just turned in and you've gone. Imagine being a cat. And I'm like, how funny is this guy? That's fucking brilliant. Imagine being a cat, not knowing any backstory or whatever. That that but, could um, actually be a really profound way to end a speech where you've just spoken about your relationship with your cat. You've gone in depth about all these times. You just you literally sign off like, imagine being a cat. It's just everything that that entails. Like, it's just fucking... That'll make you think deeper about being a cat than you've ever thought. <laughs> and here we are again, thinking about being a cat. Um, how was... Uh, yeah, how has this this new Twitch renaissance been for you? It's all right. I mean, it's basically just something to do. Do you know what I mean? That's literally all it's been. It's just been something to do. And, like, I've, like, I've, been, I've been playing a lot of games. With, so I've 
I play a lot of games of Jamal from All Us In Love and Hamish from Bukovi. And it was just kind of like Jamal had been streaming for ages anyways. And we were just having so much fun. And like the three of us in particular, we'd just be laughing for fucking hours. And it was just kind of like, well, all we need to do is put a camera on and then it's basically content. And it's just a way to earn a little bit of money as well. So it's, there's, there's, I don't feel like it's like it's a career choice or anything. It's literally just something to do. You kidding? You've you've bought a pink light. You've committed to the Twitch light. <laughs> bought a pink light. Yeah, that's true. That's it. Yeah, I'm in that's now. True. <laughs> I'm in now. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you've got to have your cool. logo. You've got to have a light version of your <laughs> yeah. logo in the background, and then that's you come back it. next Job time. Done. It'll be a big worm that crawls all around the fucking room. Yeah, in but for life, and that's I think it. the cool thing though is just like the the way it's helped just keep some engagement up whilst we've been very dead. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like it's the most satisfying thing is I I've tried to keep it quite separate just because I want it to be its own thing. But obviously, there's naturally going to be a bunch of crossover. Like when I play guitar, and people who like the band are going to come and check it out. But the coolest thing is when brand new people that are just from like a game or us playing overcooked or a clip or something come through and then they discover the band and then they join the discord and then it's like they've bought a fucking shirt or they've been they post they've been listening to the record and stuff so i think for me it's one it was something to do um two is just like uh i could hustle a bit and just try find a way to make some kind of fucking money in this time and Three, it's just like this is a this is basically extra promotion for the record, and I'm, that's the thing I'm proud of is just when people have come through and they're into the band now, you know. Nice, that's awesome. You could come play some games of us soon. I, well, <laughs> I would, but I don't have a console, um, or well, I've got this phone as I could use as that's a camera right. setup, but I don't own a console, so I can pretend I could stick like that. <laughs> are we doing? that's basically what um, i do the other two are the only ones that play the game there was a guy on twitch um when they were they were cut, trying to cut down on all the fake you on the old uh, oh sorry sorry one second let me start this again when they were trying to cut down on all the uh, illegal ufc streams uh, and there was a dude on twitch oh, yeah. who sat there with a games <gasps> controller streaming the fights and pretending to play the video game yeah and they didn't oh. catch him that's genius do you see yeah. the dude do you remember the dude who streamed it through his sunglasses <laughs> yeah i was just gonna mention that <laughs> that is br- <laughs> so funny <laughs> It's fucking brilliant. Um, I have thought about it. I have thought about it, but I worry that um, I'd end up ruining myself because yeah, yeah. whereas on, on something like this, Morgan can, you know, Morgan listen to it again and go, Sean shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Take that out yeah. for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to kill us. He's going to get us both fucking killed. <laughs> um, whereas if I'm live... I'll fucking ruin myself within it's an hard. hour. It's hard. It is hard. Yeah. I'd have to become one of them right-wing people who just says the wrong things for cash, like Katie yes. Hopkins or Lawrence Fox or any of them cunts. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pretending to have a community it would, yeah, 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 within an hour, I'd have to be offended. I'd have to turn and be like, oh, no, um, I'm offended by something that doesn't involve me for no reason because <laughs> I said something stupid and that would be cancelled. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, it is. It is. That's, the, that's the only hard thing, right? It's just like... <laughs> like you, you want to say a joke so bad that's just not like you can't say it because it's just like oh I was looking forward to releasing that record shame we can't do that anymore do you know what I mean but like um, yeah it's hard hard to have that I, in your brain yeah I have no filter so yeah, yeah. I'd definitely be cancelled have you have you said anything where you've gone oh um 
I think definitely people I've streamed have. I can't believe I haven't because my brain runs faster than I can think a lot of the time. Just not not in an intelligent way, in a fucking erratic way. And like, um, so I'm surprised I've not said anything that's. I'm, I'm sure I already have that you could twist and you know, like you can find, you can make anything offensive if you spin it in the right way. So I'm sure there's stuff that I've said that probably someone could find offensive, but I don't think I've done anything that's like really pissed people off yet, except for this one game of among us when I've, I've made some people upset, but that wasn't Ooh. through comments. That was through me not playing the game. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, except for doing this podcast and there's definitely except things you've said. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with all that now, obviously, you know, you're gearing up for the release of everything. I'm sure in the next couple of months, you're going gonna to be teasing the record, releasing a few more singles and everything. But what else can we expect in the world to, of Preston Miko now? What, what else is in the pipeline? The next big thing we're, we're going to try and do is just break up. And then... <laughs> and we tried it once. We ended up writing a record. Oh. <laughs> kind of backfired. Exactly. Right again. Right then. Lewis, we need to meet then. Right, I don't want to be in this band anymore. Yeah, me neither. Should we do an album? Fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to try and do the one thing we've never been able to successfully do. Break up. Come on. (laughs) Stop. Yeah. Yeah, every time we break up, we write a better fucking single. Shit. Oh, I did, you say that though. I I hear there's a lot of good money in reunion tours if oh, touring. Yeah, is, yeah but is yeah, a thing. people had to care about the band in the first place to cash in on that. Oh. <laughs> you know. That's- I don't think we can pull on that. I don't think we can do that. That's my just... fucking band you're talking about there. <laughs> Look, Lewis, if you if you want to drop a, a thousands of pounds to play a show to Morgan and Sean, I'm in. I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> right. Oh, that's it. That'll be the live stream. We'll do a Saturday live stream. Yeah. Sap Fest. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a terrible name. Oh. Sapfest. <laughs> Sapfest. Sounds like uh, if you swap them round, Fapfest. Hey, hey, hey. No, that's not terrible. Oh. Like it sounds Sapfest. like it sounds like masturbation with Sapfest your family. Sounds like Sapfest. Oh, Sapfest. Oh. oh, is it? Is it a bit of Fapfest? <laughs> 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 this is staying in more, leaving it. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this, boys. Yes, um, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's fucking awesome. Congratulations on the album. As I said, it's fucking, it's brilliant. It's cracking. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you very much to your label for sending it to us early. I know you didn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you've, you've done a fucking fantastic job with this. And I, thank you so I much. I genuinely wish you every success with it. Thank um, you. That really means a lot. It really does. I hope this virus fucks off and we can all get in the field and get pissed. That'd be and great. Have a, yes. And have a laugh very, very soon. Because I'd love to do one of these in the old, uh, in the old flesh again. So let's, yeah, let's all, fingers crossed, this bloody virus just disappears miraculously, <laughs> like, somehow. And then, uh, yeah, let's, let's get together. Yeah, it'd um, be great. Well, thank you for even wanting to chat to us. You know, it honestly means a lot. Like, I you got it. even you guys just saying you're into it, like, people might check it out off the back of that. Do you know what I mean? So it's, <laughs> it's super fucking cool. No, it's our pleasure, guys, honestly. And, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, all be at 2000 Trees Festival one day again and just uh, yep. having a giant laugh. So before you go, is there any final words you want to leave on or a prank um a prank (laughs) (laughs) 
That was good, but he's now not going to be in the picture. Yeah, he needs to come back in. Oh, oh, no. That's a Jerky Worms, which is Luke's Twitch handle, by the way. I'll do his promotion for him. That's a Jerky Worms staple. The old, the old quick exit. Well, he's, he's fucked it now because he's going to have to come back. Yeah. So, <laughs> right, then, what can we do? Oh, when he comes back, let's all stay as still as we can, right? Hello? Hello? Come back, you prick. We need a picture. Oh, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> what a way to end. You listen to Sammy Bogart! Yeah! oh i love them i love those boys they are absolutely chaotic in the best possible way press to meet go what what a bunch of lads yes go follow luke on twitch um his username is jerky worms (laughs) j-e-r-k-y k-y j-e-r-k-y-w-r-m-s jerky worms he's hilarious just the, sh- the stuff that comes out of his mouth and brain is is brilliant. And I don't sometimes I don't think he realises how, how brilliant it is. So, um, yeah, definitely go check him out. Check out the Preston Mico record when it's out. It's called Transmute. Thank you very much to Marshall Records for um, giving us this exclusive yeah, content. Yeah, yeah it's um, been wonderful trying to sort this out with the team. This has been in the works for quite a while, to be honest, ever since we had... Machine, who you heard there, drop in for a surprise um, on episode 96. Marshall of being um, in touch with us, wanting us to tell the Prestamico story in the only way we could. So special shout out to the wonderful team at Marshall and Charlotte especially um, for eyeing out all the details with me. But as you heard right at the end of the conversation, just in case you couldn't tell, Luke left. As this prank, as this farewell prank, Luke just decided to leave. Yes, he did. And as you heard, um, Lewis had to phone him up to get him back on. So we had a little bit of a laugh (laughs) after the recording. And yeah, these guys are just uh, a great bunch of fun, making amazing music that we cannot wait for you all to hear when the record drops now on June the 11th. But... I have some nice information to tell you all as well because the record is going to be available on CD and vinyl alongside a special coloured pressing available only at Banquet Records. Plus, this is a little bit of a secret, but there will be a limited number of test pressings on the band's store. Now, they're expected to go ASAP Rocky um, so hopefully you've listened to this very early on in the day and you can get yourselves one because I, I imagine oh, do, they can be a rare find. Do, do we get one of them? We should, shouldn't we? I mean, they should have sent us two. We should two. do, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely they should have. Um, Marshall Records, you know, we just give it that big praise in. Fuck the boys up, like. Yeah, where's our free stuff the, now? Come album. on. I want amps. Yeah. I want a guitar. I want... <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of that first? Yeah. I'd like a test press and a press amigo and a full guitar stack yeah that would be that would be the ultimate um the ultimate gift but yeah great great to speak to the guys as well and um just to say where machine dropped in due to my magical editing skills you probably thought that went very smoothly ha ha technology not. does not work all the time 
So if you want an extra laugh from the Prestamico boys and see their Wanna See Machines video that he sent in specially for this conversation and their reactions to not being able to hear him and me reading that out, I'm going to put up the whole video section of that bit of the conversation up on our Patreon later this week. So if you head over to patreon.com forward slash Sapnin, sign up to any of the tiers. The smallest is from $3 and everything in there would help us so much continue to make this podcast and go forward um, but you get a lot of great laughs a lot of bonus features like that and you get to join a wonderful community of awesome human beings who never leave each other alone and checking very very regularly the great yes what a bunch of legends we have supporting us well i think really we should thank some of them shouldn't we I think if you head to the description of this episode, right, there'll be loads of names that have just magically appeared or I've put in there previously um, of people in the Patreon that we love to thank. Every single person who is a part of it means the world to us. And Sean is now going to give a mahoosive shout out to the elite members of our Sapling Podcast Patreon community. Those are the top tiers. They've probably changed their names to something funny, I hope, because we all like a laugh and we'll see what happens now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yeah, we all like a laugh. Anyway, thank you very much <laughs> to Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwowe, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Kelly Young, Princess Dilly says, grab your wands and fairy dust to meet us at the castle. Saturday night, we go to Disneyland and happy birthday, Sharni. Jesus Christ, this is a big name. Thank you very much to Nathan Croshaw, Michael Engler, Liam Connolly, Paul Urshfield, Kelly Owen, Dana Lasnova, Petition to Fire, Sean Smith. Oh, Scooby Drew Styles, Kat Besson, Sammy G, Tom Owen, Amadine Urbano, Tony Michael, Shani Meyer, Boxel Anderson, Sarah James, Amy Campion, Johnny Phillips, Scott Just Scott, Bert, Dan Gies, 
Is it Dangies or Dangies? Dangies, Simon Amos, Kate Stevenson, Jenny Sexyboy Munster, Martina McManus, Danny Eaton, Erin Howard, Emily Senegals, Lucy Diaz, John and Emma, Becky Andy, Jenny Robertson, Louis Cook, Marcy Jacobson, Jason Heredia, Leg, uh, Lord Craig Coffeyton of RST Boots Harris, Caroline Robertson, Sandra Kuacek, Kelly Cannon, James McNaught, Kevin Clark, Carl Pendlebury, Livy Cropper, Tallulah Grant, Stuart McNaught, Lydia Henderson, Sharif Awadali, Chris Howard. In order to improve this podcast, I, Sean Smith, officially hand in my one week notice effective immediately. <laughs> Katrina Fawn. <laughs> Dilmibols and Dang Ling Wang Robinson Jesus Christ J- Jacob Turner thank you very much so Josh do you remember a joke about a boomerang me neither but don't worry it'll come back to me crisp <laughs> thank you very much to Alice Wood Adam Parslow and by last but by no means least Keris Andrews and thank you very much to everybody's name who is in the description of this podcast that Morgan did previously mention yes we love every single person you help make this thing go in and the community is one of the favorite things to ever come out of this podcast all that we have done in our lives so thank you for embracing us thank you for all the support and thank you for being you as i said if you want an extra laugh from the preston miko guys go and check out patreon.com for sapping you'll see that machine video you'll see their reactions to technology going wrong and having a little bit of a chuckle and there's loads of other things on there of us just rambling and we're going to be putting up a lot more stuff going forward as well. Nice. Yes. As always, thank you very much. If you've got this far, um, fair play to you. I don't know if anyone does. I think they probably listen to their names and then stop. Um, but yeah, thank you very much to everyone. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week with another amazing guest, no doubt, because that's what we do. Week fucking in and week fucking out, we bring you a very, very interesting guest. Yes, so we do. So go back. Who else brings you, right, in a month? Who brings you Prestamico, um, a member of Slayer, <laughs> Misfits, Suicidal Tendencies, Mr. Bungo, and, and members of Busted? Yeah. No one. Who? The answer is fucking nobody. (laughs) So fucking subscribe where you can to to Sapnin Podcast. Share, rate, subscribe. It all helps us. Super, super lords. Super lords, that's not even... I've gone mad. Add us to your story. Tag us so we can share you sharing us. It all helps us so, so much. And we appreciate you. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Don't die. Socially distance. Beautiful. Well said, Sean. Have a great week. We'll see you next Friday. Keep on party rocking. And... Sapnin! Sapnin. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.